0: Welcome to The Goth and the Sloth. I am your sloth, Matt.
1: And I'm Luna the Goth.
0: This is the podcast of two friends living a country apart, living their best lives, and uh, living their freedoms. Mm, are we? <laughs> Maybe. So we decided to take the first part of our podcast, uh, what we thought was going to be a short little bit, and talk about the COVID pandemic, but it has gone into being a year-long process. So <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: That's fun. But yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) how the pandemic affects us, how it affects you, uh, how it affects our daily lives and chronicling the craziest time in America. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, for real. I mean, often I'm like, oh, there were crazier times. But lately, I'm just kind of like,
0: nah, (laughs) these are crazier. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, how have you been?
1: Uh, all right. Okay. Now that we are almost done with this election sort of kind of i feel better question mark um but yeah obviously we missed last week's recording uh mainly because things were just nuts and i was like this is not something that i can do right now and uh I am thankful for that decision. I don't feel bad about it at all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you got to take some time for yourself.
1: Yeah. Like it was just so, so stressful. Everything on top of everything on top of everything. So, um, I'm just, now it's better. It's just better. Yeah. Yeah. What about you?
0: you know hanging in there uh i'm on vacation right now we're at the butt end of my vacation staycation so (laughs) that's been fun (laughs) yeah
1: staycation not dealing with your work people and they're pressing on buttons and not knowing that they clicked on things exactly
0: (laughs) so yeah so uh, uh, since we've had a week off, we've got a lot to talk about. So let's dive into it. How's the greater Virginia area looking?
1: So uh, I would say, I mean, always not great, right? right. Um, but still, like, steadily not great. Um, so we are at 190,873 cases. So that's almost 20,000 from two weeks ago. So that is uh, brutal, um, but it is not uh, like excessively higher than the highest sure. rates of increase in the pa- in the past. Um, we're at twelve thousand twenty-two hospitalizations, which is up almost nine hundred from two weeks ago. Again, high, but it's at the high higher end of what we've been looking at before. Mm-hmm. Um and we're at three thousand seven hundred and four deaths, which is up almost two hundred wow. from two weeks ago. So that is a bit nuts.
0: That's that's um, pretty horrible. Yeah,
1: and we have eleven cases of multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children. Um, so it's it's like excessively bad, always climbing. There, it's not it doesn't seem to be like a spike just steadily rising, okay, uh, yeah. which is almost scarier, You're right <laughs> um, I, as the weather gets colder, there's a lot been a lot more focus on how businesses, particularly restaurants, will survive in the winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of the social distance protocols restrict restaurants from having like regular dining. Um, it right. cuts down how many people they can have in their building, which affects their bottom line, which, you know, a lot of them are saying, well, I don't know how I'm going to continue as a business. Um, I and mean, so, good. <laughs> and so uh, the with colder weather, outdoor dining – is going to be more difficult over the summer. It was something that was a little bit more viable of an option Mm -hmm. if you had a space for it in the first place. So obviously this doesn't count for, uh, places that don't have that option. Um, so in DC, some businesses are receiving grants, uh, that are specifically to prepare them for outdoor dining spaces in the winter or, or to prepare the outdoor dining spaces for winter. Um, I haven't heard anything like this for local businesses in Virginia, but it seems like something that we'll probably see more of um, to help bolster small businesses so that they don't all shut down.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. It'd be really nice if, uh, you know, our government would just bail out restaurants like they bailed out the airlines multiple times. It'd actually be cheaper oh, totally. than what they spent. And just be like... Oh, Yeah. Just be like, hey, if you incur- if you close and encourage people to stay home, we will pay for your rent and your you know, I'm hitting bottles over here. <laughs> we'll pay for your rent and we'll pay for your payroll for you know two three months if you just close and just tell people to stay home. But, oh yeah, uh,
1: that would be ideal, but we don't live in that world, so <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, right. um, so. Yeah, I just feel like there's going to be I mean much I my hat is off to so many of these small business owners that have been pivoting like crazy yeah. since this all hit. Like I've been seeing some really creative ways to continue, you know, getting income and paying their employees. Uh but with winter around the corner, I think they're going to ha- unfortunately have to pivot again, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, to hopefully keep some businesses out there. <laughs> yeah,
0: we've had that uh, same issue here where, yeah, we're allowed a lot more porch spaces. Even parts of downtown close certain streets to cars so you can have more porch seating. But uh, you're not going to want to sit outside when it's snowing. So <laughs> Ugh,
1: No. I don't even want to sit outside when it's, like, kind of cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But if they have those bomb ass big heater heaters things, I'm all about that. Oh yeah,
0: those are great. I'll
1: just like park myself under that and just <laughs> doesn't make me want to eat under it, but I'll drink lots of beer under one of those. <laughs> what about Cro- Colorado? What's going on over there? We
0: are doing horrible, and we're uh, steadily rising up uh, to some of the country's highest points.
1: Yeah, you really are. I've been seeing Colorado like pop up in like normal food news on the East Coast, which is never a good thing. Right. Uh,
0: we're at uh, 124,469. Nice. Uh, cases. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> which, uh, this is over two weeks, but from our last episode, that's up 110,000. Mm. Um,
1: I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You say 110,000?
0: In two weeks, yep.
1: Whoa. Okay, yeah, that puts that into sp- perspective. <laughs> um, We're
0: at 9,911 hospitalizations, which is up 1.4 thousand in two weeks.
1: Huh.
0: And uh, we are surprisingly doing slightly better on deaths. Uh, 2,168, which is up 92 in two weeks. So, oh my god! But um, yeah, hospitals are getting full again So that death's gonna start ticking up uh, We are on level 3 lockdown once again Which means all bars that were just bars are closed um, But most of them have already pivoted to making some sort of food To get, become a restaurant um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: But um, they're also, uh, oh there's a Denver, at least, has a 10 o'clock curfew now. So last call is at like mm. 9 o'clock. Um, and yeah, they're talking about even more even more lockdown protocols because we are at currently edging 10% uh, positive rate on tests right now.
1: Whoa. Yeah, it sounds like you guys are turning into a hotbed.
0: Yeah, not that exactly sucks. sure why if it's gatherings or if it's just a third wave or what's going on but it has definitely taken its toll
1: holy cow yeah for real i didn't realize just how much how bad it's gotten because i've been seeing you know it's surging in denver what are we gonna do what are we gonna do and then now hearing those numbers i'm like oh yeah yeah Mm
0: -hmm." yeah we're we're not doing great
1: yeah it's rough
0: um, so, uh, for world news, we'll save that for later. Cause we got a lot to talk about there. Uh, so what's going on in Luna's world?
1: Um, not a whole lot other than just being uber stressed <laughs> all the time. I'm, I've been so like, I am so dead tired, like exhausted from the inside out, just mm-hmm. from like not sleeping well and, you know, not being sure if, a riot is gonna break out and who's gonna be behind it because it could go either way and if i live in a fascist country now and (laughs) (laughs) it's just it's just been really really stressful um and but in good news my surgery has been confirmed so i um my surgery will be Uh, In about a week. And so we, as the podcast, we're going to take a two-week break. Mm -hmm. So we'll take a mini itty-bitty break. And then we'll come back. And I will be uh, about a pound lighter.
0: (laughs) Stronger than ever.
1: Yeah. You'll totally be able to tell through your headphones. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's really been my world. Like, just really kind of overwhelmed with how much work I have with the surgery on the horizon and trying to like make sure that I like slam a bunch of work right before and right after to make up for the week that I won't be working and yeah, so just, I don't know, hanging yeah. in there. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? What's going on with you?
0: Uh, a lot of panic because uh, along with those numbers, uh, a lot of people I know have been uh, testing positive. Oh so, no! Um, a good friend's wife and both his parents tested positive. Uh, my cousin's, my cousin's wife's father has been on a ventilator for three days now. Oh no! Um. So, uh, but since uh, my friend's wife got it, I had to get another test, which did come back negative. So that's always positive that it's negative, but true.
1: <laughs> happy to hear that
0: but uh Uh, yeah no it's along with the election it's ever it does seem to be really hitting home this wave that it's like getting really close and it's a lot of people i know all of a sudden getting it
1: yeah that's scary that's that's scary the good news for you guys in colorado is that the medical care in colorado is pretty awesome yeah it's pretty freaking awesome um just having been dealing with medical things here, <laughs> I'm just like, dang! I should have done this before I moved. Right. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like I, I have a lot of faith in the medical community in Colorado. So hopefully everybody's getting treated and they have what they need and they can get through this. Yeah. At least relatively com- comfortably.
0: So I can tell you, kind of on an inside uh, perspective, I guess is. Uh, so yeah, since my friend's wife got it, he's an essential worker, but he's not allowed to work now, um, until, uh, until, um, he has a negative test or it's like 72 hours after her, um, symptoms go down. Ugh. Now they seem to be doing a little bit better at his company where. He has to take PTO now, but they'll pay it back into his PTO numbers later.
1: Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, that's something.
0: So, but I don't know what that means if he already took vacation or whatever, and you don't have any PTO left if you're just, you know, SOL for a few weeks.
1: Yeah. Huh. That's an interesting point. I've been hearing different versions of that, and it look it sounds like it's not universal at all. So.
0: No um yeah it really depends on I've, the company and what they want to do
1: right huh uh, man
0: because i know mine well we're all work from home so if you're able to work you can work uh, mm-hmm. but if you're yeah bedridden you just t- you have to take your sick time if you can't work and mm. that's yeah
1: that's tough man well hopefully everybody pulls through all right
0: yeah, yeah no it's it's been crazy so, uh, speaking of crazy, let's jump into today's topics, to- uh, <laughs> plural. Uh, what are we talking about uh, this week?
1: So, today we're going to basically recap the last couple of weeks. Um, first, I am going to talk about the election, and then Matt is going to bring us up to speed on the coronavirus pandemic, because it is not dormant. No. <laughs> It's like while everybody's looking at the election, it's like taking us pants off over there and partying. (laughs) You (laughs) know, so the election Um, after an infinitely long week of many, many Tuesdays back to back, (laughs) we finally have a projected winner of the presidential race. Um, The Associated Press has called the race for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Uh, however, votes are still being counted in many key states, mm-hmm. and the race is incredibly contested. Um, but that is the that is the latest. Um, I I'm not going to get into political parties like Democrats versus Republicans and individual political views, but I do want to talk about how wild this week has been for the country yeah. historically, um, because this is. It's been a wacky ass election. It, it has been. It's <laughs> an election in the middle of a pandemic. Like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> so the bottom line, uh, for those that don't know, is that a candidate needs two hundred and seventy electoral votes. If you're interested in learning more about the Electoral College and how it works, I encourage you to do the research. And good fucking luck. I think there's a
0: Schoolhouse Rocks episode on it that might help. Oh,
1: God. (laughs) Um, Some states have a lot of electoral votes, making them important in in the election, since they can push a candidate to 270 pretty quickly. Um, And uh, we've known for a little while, actually, we've known since, like, March, really, that Mm -hmm. this election was going to be different. Than in the past in the past we could usually know who the next president would be uh like by wednesday morning mm-hmm. after the election and that was not the case this week and we knew that that wasn't going to be the case. right uh we are recording this on saturday and we just found out that who's who has been called for it. and the votes aren't done being counted but they are never done being counted by the time they call the race um but we are at the point where the associated press has called it, called the race in enough States to put Joe Biden over, uh, 270.
0: Yeah, exactly. Usually the way it goes down on a normal year is, uh, someone's ahead enough or projected enough that the other just concedes. And that's how it generally ends.
1: Yeah. And the other person, uh, typically no longer has a road to 270 yeah so it's impossible for them to to get it so then they concede well yeah that's not gonna happen this year (laughs) no that is
0: not gonna happen i never thought it was gonna happen this year no what's happening right now is exactly what i thought was gonna happen um there's gonna be uh, legal proceedings and uh like another 2000 yeah it's gonna we're not gonna have an official like He's not going to give up until, like, December. Maybe December of next year, even.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't even think he's going to give up. Um, so, uh, I mean, I'm sure you guys know or you've seen that every day this week has been nuts with just trying to keep tabs on what's happening. um. And... I do want to say that election night was stressful for me and probably a lot of people because it was like a flashback to 2016. And um, for me, the the first sign that I needed to put myself to bed, which is what I did, I didn't stay up all night. I I was like, for, forced myself to go to bed at like 11 <laughs> and just wake up the next day and figure it out from there. Um, but Trump won Florida pretty early in the night, and that's one of those important states with a lot of electoral votes. Um, and while it wasn't surprising to me that he won Florida, mm-hmm. it did mean that the polls were off again, and to me that meant anything could happen, and I just needed to not watch what was going on. Right. like <laughs> I could not go through another 2016. Um, and then uh biden did pull some wins in states like wisconsin which was a good sign as the night went on uh the big thing here is that the gop put orders forward to force some states to count their mail-in ballots after the same day ballots which put, put this in a situation where we're waiting for those mail-in ballots to be counted days after the election those key states are pennsylvania georgia uh, north carolina nevada and arizona and as of this morning, before the announcement, Biden, and I guess now, Biden was <laughs> ahead in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Nevada, and Arizona, and Trump is ahead in North Carolina. The, ra- the margin is razor thin in Georgia, uh, but the votes are there. And they haven't finalized that count yet, but I'm very eager to see what it is, because Georgia flipping blue is like a big damn deal. Oh, yeah. Um. The Associated Press has officially projected Biden to win in Pennsylvania and Nevada, which puts him over to the two seventy. So that's why we got this announcement. Um, I'm still eager to see what happens in Arizona and, like I said, Georgia. Um, so two, da- two days ago, as votes were being counted, Trump held a pe- press conference where he accused the election... Uh, was being stolen from him and his campaign launched several lawsuits in several states. It was the most fascist speech I think he's ever given.
0: Yeah, and that's saying a lot.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, to my surprise, a uh, pleasant surprise, most major networks cut away from his speech mm-hmm. live, like cut away from the live coverage, which I was like, All right. (laughs) Couldn't you have done that, like, I don't know, four years ago? But okay, all right. Um, And they say that they did that because he was making false claims, which is true. Um, It was just encouraging to see them finally put their foot down. Stephen Colbert lost his cool on his show. That was uh, amazing to watch. It was just... you knew it was a historic moment based on how everyone was reacting Mm -hmm. uh, because the president of the United States should not anyway. So, (laughs) um, so now we're here. We are, there are celebrations in all of the major U S cities. We haven't heard uh, Biden's official acceptance speech or Trump's reaction yet. Uh, His supporters have been very quiet and he has been tweeting things like, I won this election by a lot and all this whatever. Um, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, he's uh, he's
0: golfing, last I heard. Yeah, so. yeah. Sounds
1: like his staff are like, yeah, just go just golf. Just do a little golf. No, no, no. Pay no attention to what those <laughs> TVs are saying. No, don't check your phone. Like, just, why don't you just go golf? Um, I feel really bad for his staff like yeah that's that's a a lot of rough yeah
0: that's so much placating like all the time it seems like
1: yeah and like when you know something is just gonna make him livid Mm -hmm. it's like i don't know i would just peace out (laughs) (laughs) bye (laughs) um but yeah so in general i think we have a turbulent road ahead uh for the next few days just with all the reactions and the coming months uh, until the electorate meets to officially vote for the president on December fourteenth, um, but we'll keep you posted through all that. Yeah, so, yeah. So Matt, take us through what the virus has been up to. Uh,
0: our busy little buddy virus. He's been uh, still still working his magic. So uh, worldwide, we have now surpassed fifty million cases worldwide. Whoa, million with an M million cases
1: that's nuts
0: and uh going over 1.2 million deaths worldwide Whoa. to put that in perspective that's if the entire island of fiji disappeared
1: dang yeah so,
0: that's nuts um in the um In the U.S. side of that, we're at uh, 9.83 million cases. And Hmm. to put that into perspective, we have 20% of the cases of COVID around the world, but we only have 4.25% of the entire world population.
1: Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) On top of that, we're at 237,000 deaths, which, to put that into perspective... That's if the entire city of Richmond, Virginia disappeared.
1: Hey! <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew it was my time eventually. <laughs> but yeah, that's totally right. God.
0: That's, that's a lot. Um, USA Today is reporting that, because um, oh, as we've mentioned kind of earlier, there's been a lot of spikes and uh, a lot of creeping up. And they said, for the third day in a row, America set record for cases reported in a day. All three recorded more than 100,000 new infections. Through Friday, John Hopkins' data shows that America reported 126,480 cases per day. That works out to 88 Americans testing positive on average every minute.
1: Oh, my God. What the hell are we doing? (laughs) We suck at this. God.
0: So um, on top of that, the World Health Organization um, announced um, kind of their key goals and to go ahead with kind of thing in Mm -hmm. uh, a nice fun little infographic. uh, It says, first, we need to beat COVID with science, solutions, and solidarity. Of course, meaning we need to develop vaccines, Mm -hmm. treatments, but we also need to, you know have heart with everyone that's having to close down, having to work through this. We need to, you know, come together, not only as a nation, but as an entire world. This is something the entire world is going through.
1: Yeah, it's a global pandemic. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, second, we must not backslide on our cr- uh, critical health goals, meaning not only do we have to still keep, compete with COVID, they still have to continue with their other health goals initiatives because they're only going to get worse and is exacerbated by covid. Mm. And third and I think is most important is we must prepare for a ne- the next pandemic now. Oh yeah. Um there's no Absolutely. no longer oh this couldn't happen again. No, we need to understand this probably will happen again. Mhm. Um so yeah, it's it's still spreading. Also, in fun news that I just found out, um, the uh, chief of staff Mark Meadows has tested positive.
1: Yeah, I saw that. Good God! So it never ends. It <laughs> feels like.
0: So it's um, yeah, it's been uh kind of crazy. It's still been spiking. Uh, some calling this the third wave. Some calling it the second. Um, Some saying just we relaxed too much on the first wave and it's just back again.
1: Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, if we look at it, it's just kind of always been like, yeah. like a, <laughs> like a uh, upward squiggle. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, it's hard to be like, oh, this is a third wave or what, but it's, and it's different waves in different parts of the nation hmm So, for, I don't know. It's just madness, all of it. For me
0: personally, my feelings, I have no data behind this, is this feels like a second wave to me. Hmm. Like, uh, the first one was that initial March, April, um, and then we just sort of had a, a relaxing spike when we hit back up kind of in the summer, mm-hmm. but I think that was more just relaxing restrictions. But I think this feels hmm. like it's uh, become more... Virulent and a bit hmm. of a stronger virus. Uh, again, that's just my own personal feelings about it.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I I think that that makes sense. Like emotionally, it's the second wave, um, because that's how it feels. But I yeah, I don't know. I think here it's just been the same ride this whole time. We just keep doing bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keep, exactly. yeah, yeah, keep not doing well and so it's like it never seems to like go down ever it just kind of like stutter steps and then just keeps going
0: yeah I will say getting a test this is the hardest time I've had to get a test um, really so first time they had the open testing over at the Pepsi Center which is now known as the Ball Arena which is dumb but anyways um, it's the what oh yeah they changed the name of the Pepsi Center you didn't hear this news no ball aerospace bought the uh naming right so now it's ball arena ew so when uh when someone loses there they get it right in the balls
1: oh no <sighs>
0: and it can no longer be the can it's the sack
1: Ay. <laughs> uh, all the jokes <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: anyway so um they had just open testing there. It took me no time. Got one. Second time I needed uh-huh. to get tested. Um, I had a, got an a, uh, appointment at an urgent care. They got me in right away, took the thing and it was uh-huh. the, the quick test that took like 45 minutes and all set this time. I couldn't find an appointment until tomorrow. <laughs> uh-huh. So I had to go find other resources. There is a pop-up, uh, testing center that, uh, came around, um, by my place, but it took two hours, even though I had an appointment still, to Whoa. get a test. Dang. And the entire time, the entire, because it's done in like a parking lot, but like in a drive through fashion. And
1: mm-hmm. it was
0: basically like wrapped around the entire thing, the entire time. Like, as people wow. were leaving, the same amount of people would show up, so.
1: God, yeah, there must be spiking, like it must be spiking that the demand is so high. Yeah.
0: So thanks to all the workers, though, that were out in the sun all day, because that was a bit of a hot day, too, but out there doing that many tests all day, probably dealing with grumpy people that had to sit in their car for two hours, so...
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for real. I mean, right now, like more than ever this year, it's like the essential workers, we're thankful for them, we're thankful for... The people, you know, out there getting people registered to vote, we're thankful for the people running, like, counting ballots and running these, you know, election centers mm-hmm. and the all of the volunteers that do that, all the volunteers that help with the coronavirus. Like, really, I mean, if you take all of the... Like, this has been an encouraging thought to me lately. If you take all of the madness that's happening in D.C., And with the anything coming out of Trump's mouth and (laughs) politicians mouths and all these, you know, all these people promising things. And just if you take all of that away and you look at what the people are doing, you can see that, like, the idea of America is still here. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's hard to see it when there's someone, you know, yelling (laughs) in my face without a mask on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) About. Their rights.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's kind of amazing with all the uh, the uh, the people working the polling places and counting the ballots. They're risking their health for democracy, and that's mm-hmm. kind of a really kind of beautiful and encouraging thought.
1: Yeah, it really is. I, I mean, I think that that's something that I I don't know. I just feel very strongly about like the it lately. It just feels like. People aren't willing to put themselves on the line when it comes to protecting the parts of democracy that make America a great country to be mm-hmm. in. Like, I'm not calling America the best country in the world because I don't think I don't think that's true. I don't think any country is the best country in the mm-hmm. world. Um, but I do think that like the story of any country and the history of any country is very interesting and it's worth understanding how you got here so that you can keep it. Like it's so yeah. easy to just devolve into, you know, wars and, you know, a- along party lines. And you can look at any, I mean, so many different countries with ongoing conflict. It's like, it wouldn't take that much for us to get yeah. there. Yeah. Doesn't take that much for anybody to get there, but what's stopping us from getting there is the commitment to be a democracy and do what we think is right. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's easy for me to say that, um, you know, without the perspective of the other side. So I'm sure they feel differently or they feel the same way, just in a different way. I don't know, but it's at least encouraging to see people, you know, helping and putting themselves on the line to keep democracy a thing <laughs> yeah absolutely
0: well in general too uh if you look at this election uh biden has the most per uh individual votes than any other candidate that's gotten history of america trump's got oh, the yeah. second most that means this is yeah. the biggest voter turnout in american history
1: oh absolutely everyone turned yeah. out
0: regardless of who you voted for everyone turned out and that's how it should be
1: Oh, yeah, that should definitely I completely agree with that. Like not participating is a choice. Like not participating in the system doesn't mean that you like fuck the system. Yeah, it just means that you don't get to have a voice in that system because the system's still going. Yeah, no, it just means
0: someone's <laughs> gonna pick stuff for you instead, essentially. Exactly. <laughs> so
1: um, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I'm just hopeful in this moment that we can turn this ship around. (laughs) (laughs) No. Because it feels like we've just been chugging down the tracks towards, uh, you know, fascism, but hopefully. hopefully
0: No, there's a lot of really hopeful stuff you can find from this election out, you know, if you dig through the dumpster fire long enough. Um, Yeah,
1: it it is a dumpster fire. If you look,
0: uh, I learned about the uh, Southern Swoosh recently, and that's kind of fun
1: the southern swoosh. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> what is so that? if you do the maps by county rather than by state, there is a blue swoosh that goes through Mississippi, Tennessee, um and who else? I don't know, but through the three th- southern states. Almost <laughs> looks like a Nike swoosh and it's this red this blue swoosh that goes right through right through the yeah. south and it's been there for, like if you go back it's been there for numerous elections like it's always been there
1: huh interesting <laughs> i think that's just kind of <laughs> interesting cool yeah yeah that's cool um especially i don't know I just I think there's a, a lot of uh power in history mm-hmm. and it feels like lately like I just feel like society hasn't been very appreciative of that but right now it that seems to it feels like that's changing just because we are so invested in this election and the, and the democratic process, which yeah. inherently is historic. So,
0: yeah. Um, and looking at some of the exit polls through a little bit of hyperbole, I can say that black people saved America. Um, mm-hmm. cause there's an overwhelming turnout among black Americans to vote this time. Um, specifically, uh, black women, um, and black young voters and uh, their exit polls showing on USA Today showed uh, 87% margin uh, for black voters for Biden, which is the biggest mm. flux in any uh, racial um, yeah, that's huge so. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, really that's, awesome.
1: that's interesting. I hadn't actually looked at the exit polls yet I'm still so wrapped up in <laughs> <laughs> what's happening to like start looking at what you know what actually happened with with the different counties and different demographics but yeah that's that's really interesting. I'll definitely be looking into there's that. there's an
0: interesting demographic as well um, if you look at um, by uh, economic lines too, but not in the way I would you would assume. No. Oh, no, well, maybe, but you—you uh, <laughs> you, generally, historically speaking, it's rich goes Republican. Mm. That is not the case as much this time. It's mm-hmm. actually more poor people voted Republican and more rich people voted more Democrat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's so it's an interesting look at that and an interesting switch over historic you know what we thought yeah
1: i'll definitely i hadn't actually thought about it um i'll definitely look at that and look at those trends over i mean since the 50s and see what that's looked like because that's that's going to be important moving forward
0: absolutely so i got uh, one more sad covid story unless you want to end on a happier note with what we just (laughs) talked about (laughs) <laughs> the, give it instead. to me what is it so denmark uh has a lot of mink farms mink as in the animal
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they found a new form of covid spreading through minks oh no and uh, they've had to have a uh, mink culling
1: oh no yeah. Poor so, minx.
0: but they also weren't gonna have a great time these minks because there's a reason. There's only one reason you farm minks. They, you don't get. Yeah, that's you, true. You don't get milk from them.
1: Uh, yeah, that's a very good point.
0: But it's still sad that they're not even to get used at all. Like they have to just get rid of all the minks and.
1: Well, maybe those businesses will go out of business.
0: That would be great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then they won't be able to farm minks anymore. <laughs>
0: That's, that's a good, uh-huh. hey, look at you looking on the bright side a little bit there. <laughs>
1: hey, see, I get it from my good friend Megan, <laughs> Megan Stern, uh, because I am terrible at finding the positive, uh, but she has a, an eerie skill for being able to reframe things, so, <laughs> yay, Megan.
0: <laughs> so, but yeah, so we are finding animals, though, with a, uh, a mutated version of COVID already, Um uh, but the denmark government acted very quickly on this so
1: well that's good at least i mean the last thing we need is to add zombies so yeah (laughs) let's just not let this thing mutate too much
0: so yeah i think that's about it um yeah hopefully as as our president-elect already said um 200,000 people have died and probably another 200,000 might die before the next year already with uh, what trends are going. So we're yeah. still very deep in this pandemic and we all need to just rely on each other and have solidarity and don't be a dick.
1: Don't be a dick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> on that note unless you got anything else uh we can jump into our distractions what have we been distracting ourselves with from this election to give us some sort of mind
1: <laughs> <laughs> um okay well i haven't been distracting myself too well <laughs> i have been obsessively refreshing just like everybody else but i uh, after election night or election night i slept um so not very good at this, but uh, I did go see *The Dark and the Wicked* this last this past week, and it was a pleasant surprise. Right. It was uh, exceedingly dark and bleak. Uh, I wasn't expecting it to be so dark because I was seeing it on a big screen, but they were committed <laughs> to the darkness. Um, it was, but I just think it was really well done and didn't feel like it was beating you over the head with anything like it was just a really interesting story and it was a nice little escape for a bit
0: yeah that's good
1: i recommend it if you like horror movies if you do not like horror movies do not go see this one (laughs) what about you what are you distracting yourself Uh,
0: so much stuff um oh good i did have my amazing halloween uh where i did watch movies for like 14 hours (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: I, know, I just kept on seeing you post you're watching like a different movie. Yeah, <laughs> Like you're eating through those movies. It, it was awesome. It was
0: good. we well, found some really good stuff, some fun stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, on top of that, during election day I also went through with my plan of turning off my phone and disconnecting and I ended up uh writing and producing a new song. I haven't released it yet, just kinda of deciding what I want to do with it, but new song.
1: Yay, new song!
0: <laughs> and on top of that, Star Trek awesome. Discovery is back out. And it's been fantastic so far. I,
1: oh, that's Saru good.
0: is very quickly becoming my new favorite captain. So Aww. that's awesome.
1: That's cool. I don't have CBS for free anymore, so I'll have to wait until either me or my partner can <laughs> <laughs> sign up for another free week and then binge it. <laughs>
0: Well, I'll tell you this season uh, without spoiling anything is maybe the best season so far already.
1: Well, that's so. good because I mean, I didn't think that that bar was excessively high. Really? No, I
0: it's been great. <laughs>
1: I mean, I think that it's a good show, but like I didn't think that it was like mind-blowing. Anyway,
0: <laughs> without getting continue. into too much, um, I've also been <laughs> watching the new Marvel show that no one knows a thing that exists. See that face right there? Um, yeah, what are you talking about? It's called Helstrom. It's on Hulu and it is a Marvel oh. show. I didn't know that it was a Marvel yeah, show. Yeah, and it's um very generic. <laughs> Um, uh, well then I'm not no, don't do bother. That. Do not bother. Like it does, the so far the only tie I've seen to the any other movies, any other properties, anything else Marvel is you can see a Roxon gas station at one point. And if you didn't know, Roxon mm-hmm. pops up in a lot of Marvel stuff, especially in the background of movies. And it's like a big part of Cloak and Dagger. If you watched that show, no one did, but if you did, no, nope. <laughs> you should. Cloak and Dagger was very good. I highly suggest that one.
1: Cool. So right. is this one of those things where you're like, oh, this is very generic. I don't recommend you watch it, but I'm gonna watch all of it. Oh yeah. Oh, that's how you I, have that's how yeah. I have
0: a PhD in MCU, as I've seen literally everything in the MCU and probably twice. Oh
1: boy. Well, have fun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Almost done, and I don't think it's gonna get a second season, so yeah. Oh, well. But if you want, it's on Hulu. It's about a guy who helps people with possessions. And he is the son, at least in the comics, he's the son of Satan, is Damian Hellstrom. Mm. So,
1: okay, then.
0: It's, um should be cooler than what <laughs> what it is, but it's weird.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, can't win yeah. them
0: all. I don't know. It's a weird thing, too, because uh, Hulu, we can probably cut this off if it goes too far. Anyways. <laughs> Hulu had this whole plan of doing the dark, spooky Marvel stuff, and they had rights to a bunch of stuff, and they were going to call it Journey into Fear, and they were going to have a uh-huh. Ghost Rider show based on the Ghost Rider that popped up in Ancients of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Hellstrom, and I think a, a Mephisto show, and they all got canceled, but somehow Hellstrom squeezed through this, this culling of shows somehow. Huh? And nobody uh, cares or noticed.
1: No, no, no. We do not. You are correct.
0: <laughs> so it'll be it'll be like uh, it'll be like Inhumans, where I'm the only one that sat through the entire show. Although this is bet- way better than Inhumans, but that bar is incredibly low. That is.
1: I was gonna say I don't know if that means anything. It, it does not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, any who's it's uh, let's jump to i think everyone's favorite part of the show only in a pandemic
1: and major civil unrest
0: stories that can only happen <laughs> in a pandemic or major civil unrest what do you got for us
1: um so only in a pandemic or major civil unrest or this election uh, am i even more confused when I see a giant American flag, because <laughs> the past few days, if you saw a giant American flag, it was right next to a giant Trump yeah. flag, like a hundred percent that they had claimed this, and it could very, it could easily be right next to a Confederate flag. Um, but just today, now that Biden uh, and her- now that the Biden Harris ticket has won, now I'm like, well, is the- are you waving it because Yay America and democracy and Biden? Or are you waving it because Trump? I'm very confused about what the American flag means. <laughs> uh, I mean, I I, I do want to see us like reclaim yeah. it. Like I do want to reclaim the American flag from racists, um, but.
0: It it's gonna take a bit it's like yeah it's reclaiming anything where it's there's it's gonna be a gray area for quite a while where you're like wait which uh which side of this are you on here
1: <laughs> yeah, and like I was watching some of the footage from the parties in like San Francisco and Atlanta and stuff and like there are people running around with American flags at the at the celebrations. So it's like you're clearly have it for the, you know, Yay America Democratic reason. Um but across the street there are also these other people with giant American flags and they mean it differently. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> i don't know what to believe now but yeah i just thought it was funny that like i just i'm so confused and i was like should i go buy an american flag and i was like no way no i am not ready to do that but like <laughs> i just i just don't know yeah that is funny um what about you what is your only in a pandemic story more
0: only in a uh civil major civil unrest do white people get far more embarrassing somehow? Do they? Somehow. (laughs) There's a cringy slash fantastic slash sad video going around the Twitters of uh, two people in um, Blue Lives Matter flags and American flags jumping around and dancing and singing to Killing in the Name of by Rage Against the Machine. Apparently completely <laughs> unaware of the irony of wearing a Blue Lives Matter flag <laughs> and dancing to Killing in the Name of by Ray John's Machine.
1: Whoa. Damn. Man. That is white people. Yeah,
0: right? <laughs> Tom Morello even retweeted it feeling like, e- that's not what we meant, but okay. <laughs> it's not exactly what we were going for.
1: No, no. Oh, no. That is embarrassing. Yes, I'm embarrassed <laughs> yes. for you. That sounds awful.
0: Uh, that just goes along uh, the long, long line of people misusing Rage Against Machine songs, though, too. Which that is, is true.
1: People don't seem to understand what the machine was. Right?
0: It's the washing machine.
1: <laughs> no, Matt. It was not the washing machine. But it keeps
0: machine. eating my socks. I'm raging against that machine.
1: Oh god.
0: Uh, all right. So let's go ahead and uh, wrap this guy up with our hermit level, which if you didn't see, I made great little videos of us picking our hermit levels through various oh, uh, <laughs> Leonardo those, DiCaprio's. Those
1: videos haunt me. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, go check them out on the Twitter. Uh, it's disturbing. It <laughs>
0: So um, on a Leonardo DiCaprio scale, on a a 10 being, um, we'll stick with the Revenant, and you're out in the woods completely alone by yourself, and you might get attacked by a bear, or a one where you are um, Romeo plus Juliet, and you're in the Capulet uh, mansion dancing around having a good old party, ignoring social distancing protocols. Where are you at?
1: Um... I would say I'm a solid eight. Uh, I haven't been out out um, but my partner was here for most of the week through the chaos and so I wasn't necessarily alone um, but we were pretty sequestered from the world just because the world is scary and there was an election happening and I didn't know if someone was going to get shot. So (laughs) We were just hiding uh, and hoping hoping that nothing bad would happen and nothing bad did happen yet
0: there you go (laughs) (laughs) what about you um i'm honestly probably close to a nine at least as of recently
1: um no because you are like super sequestered with your tests testing
0: and all that stuff yeah exactly there was a weird Mm. blip like two days before halloween where i went ran a whole bunch of errands to have all my halloween stuff and it's like, the first time I had to, like, run errands, go to, like, three, four different places, but... How'd that feel? Tiring. <laughs> More than anything. You're like,
1: wait, I live in a world where these things come to me right? now. Like, uh I don't have to go to them.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, uh, since then, yeah, Halloween, completely by myself, totally alone. I had the election day, completely cut off from everything. And then, yeah, I've been very, until I got results back from impossible exposure been very uh sequestered and solo um today will be the first day going out in a very long time going to the comic shop and (laughs) that's that's (laughs) about it
1: wow yeah that's very very sequestered
0: it's tough it is but you get used to it
1: but also like yeah, it's, like, it's also the the way this year has been, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it doesn't suck. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, different when you have to stay separated, like, rather than you choosing it.
0: Sure. Yeah, it's been sort of a uh, mixed bag on that because, I, I mean, I'm on this staycation, so in some ways I did choose it. And it didn't, like, stop me from doing anything because I didn't plan on doing anything. Right. You know what I mean? So it, yeah. it didn't like it didn't ruin my staycation plans cuz my plans were to stay up late, sleep in late <laughs> and uh you know, just hang around and mm-hmm. I've definitely done that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, hey, at, at least you have your staycation and you you know, did exactly what you wanted to do on your yeah. staycation. Yeah, I did. So that part's really good. Uh hopefully you know, I'm glad your test came back negative and hopefully the rest of your peeps stay uninfected.
0: Yeah, so far so good. Knock on wood, everyone showing minor symptoms, but no one's in any direct uh health issues, so
1: good. And minor symptoms I mean are so confusing now because it's like, is that allergies? Or are you just tired? <laughs> Right, what or is, is, it? is
0: it just the generic flu because it's flu season again? Right, exactly. Like even if you test positive, you could be just having regular flu symptoms, and you're also asymptomatic for COVID.
1: Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, <so laughs> it's a <complicated>. whole mess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's. Uh, so that, I think that's another show. So where can people find you if they want to wish you well and good health on your upcoming surgery?
1: Oh, thanks. Uh, It is uh, L-U-N-A underscore M-I-N-U-I-T. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Um, And then for the podcast, you can find us at Goth and Sloth on Twitter and Instagram and Gmail if you want to send us a message. Yeah, absolutely. What about you?
0: So I am Wizard underscore Matt on Twitter and Wizard Cosplay on the Instagram My band is Leonardo Leonardo Band on SoundCloud, Bandcamp, and Facebook. Uh, My YouTube channel is Matt the Pharaoh Wizard, where I just came out with the worst to best child's play movies. Um, So that was a fun watch. And uh, my personal music stuff is (laughs) Matthew James Music 2020 on SoundCloud. (laughs) I think that's all the things.
1: (laughs) It's all the things. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. We will talk to you again in a couple weeks. Yeah. Wash your hands.
0: And wear your damn mask.